Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Low Code Approach. I'm Sean Feeney. Today we have a very, very special guest. This is April Dunham, Principal Cloud Advocate at Microsoft. You, As soon as you hear her voice, you're going to know who it is because I'm sure you watched her videos. It's amazing content. Hey April, how you doing? Hey Sean, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me. Awesome, awesome. Hey, so Principal Cloud Advocate, what does that mean? Good question. So yeah, so we have a an advocacy team inside of Microsoft where our whole job, we're split into different tech areas and I lead the Power Platform aspect of that and all of our wonderful Power Platform advocates. And our main job is to kind of be that conduit with the community and making sure that people using our products in the Power Platform have everything that they need to succeed and be successful and also be involved in that feedback loop. So if there's anything wrong, not working or something missing in the product, giving that back to the product team so that we could constantly be improving the product and making sure that people have documentation, uh, sample code that they need to get started quickly, uh, videos, you know, so, uh, tutorials and stuff to, to really get the most out of the platform. Nice. Now that is crucial. Crucial. And I think we made a pretty big announcement at Microsoft recently, well, a whole bunch of AI integration. And uh, one of those places that it was introduced in is Power Platform. Now, you've got tons of experience in building solutions in Power Platform. But how did that news resonate with you? Uh, and, and I know you've played around with it. So I'd love to get your thoughts on uh, what do you think about AI and Power Platform? Well, I was very excited to, to see that you know, come into the Power Platform. I mean, I've been Ever since all, you know, ChatGPT and all this stuff came about, I've been experimenting with it, being chat and all that, and Azure Open API and, and all of that stuff. And I can definitely saw the potential. So I was hoping that it would come to the Power Platform sooner than later. And I know we kind of like started with like Power Apps ideas. And as soon as that came out to help us write formulas, I was all over that. So to see the latest announcements with bringing that co-pilot like experience and the Power Apps and, and Power Virtual Agents and all of that, um, I think it's just really going to change the game on how things are done um, and really reduce barriers to entry to getting started with Power Platform because even though it's low code doesn't mean that it's low complexity sometimes and there is you know some some kind of learning curve you know as far as like the programming like PowerFX and all that so I think it's really going to help a lot more people get their foot in the door more easily. Yeah, I know that makes perfect sense. And in the uh, like the hands-on Power Apps and Copilot video that you did on YouTube, I, it'll be in the show notes. Everybody check it out. It's really cool stuff. One of the things that blew my mind was in one of the examples you went through and created a brand new app, which is great. But what I loved is that you went back and revisited an app that you had previously created to insert some of this functionality in. You mentioned that, yeah, it lowers the entry into building out these applications. What are your thoughts on the possibilities of revamping older solutions and, and how does that open up uh, innovation for, for makers? Yeah, that's what I think really excited me the most. You know, I've, I've been building apps for years, but how can I integrate this into the applications that I've already been building and make them more intelligent with like minimal effort? So when I realized that we have that co-pilot control now that we can embed in any application and make it to where we can interact with that, that kind of chatbot-like experience, with the data inside our app, that is really game changing. So you kind of don't have to do a lot of the complex searching, sorting, filtering type stuff that we would have to manually build in a way, right? Because we just have a copilot that we add in there into our app that we can ask any question about our data. Like what's my most recent task? You know, if it's a, a task tracking app or like how many days left for the, when this is due and like anything that we need is kind of just right there instantaneously without us having to do much than, than add a control on. So I think we'll see a lot more 
intelligent applications. And the other thing that I love too, that I was geeking out about is when it did create the app for you, it's uh, also made a responsive application because that's, that's huge. Anyone that's tried to make a power app responsive knows that there's, there's lots of steps, right? Like a canvas up there. So the fact that it's responsive out of the box, I really love that too. So nice little hidden gem in there. Oh yeah. No, a hundred percent agree on that. That is absolutely fantastic. So with people getting in and starting to build applications and solutions, uh, all across Power Platform, there is an entry into there and, and learning and getting certified and everything like that and picking up the platform. How do you think it? And by the way, I just want to put this one notion out there. You have some amazing learning videos on LinkedIn Learning to get a better understanding of how Power Platform works, not just your YouTube channel, but like everywhere there's, there's content from April. So like, seriously, check it out. It's great stuff. How do you think AI, GPT integration in and Copilot integration in Power Platform will affect the learning experience for those that are coming on to the platform now? That's a really good question. And something I've wondered, you know, because I've often, I've looked at these tools and thought, man, if, if this capability this was there when I was learning Power Apps, imagine like how much faster I would have understood some of the, the key concepts. Because to me, you know, I'm the type of person personally that if I reverse engineer something, I can kind of better understand what's going on behind the scenes. So the fact that I could use natural language and have it create an app for me and then go look at that app piece by piece and see, okay, I see what they did here. They added this patch function and that must be what's writing data back to the database. You know, I think it's going to kind of make it easier because that's something that I tried to do before the, the AI copilot stuff is provide templates to people so that they could do that style of learning is like, here's how someone did it and you know, piece by piece, figure out what's going on there. Um, but I think also, you know, obviously again, just the barrier to enter there as far as having to know right off the bat, like every single formula or function to make things happen and kind of reducing that learning curve for you is going to be huge. But at the end of the day, you're still going to need that fundamental knowledge to do anything, but it's just going to, it's going to just accelerate, I think, just how, how fast people can, can get up to speed thanks to some of the capabilities and even be able to just ask it questions. You know, maybe eventually, what does this mean? What does this line of code do? You know, stuff that you can already do like with, with Copilot and things like that and, and GitHub and all that. Yeah, that would be, that would be yeah. awesome. I, I think I don't want to make this big divide of like, you know, back in my day when I was developing apps, I had to walk right. uphill in the snow, but wait, but like the interesting part is, um, you know, as you're using natural language to develop these solutions, you're essentially typing in this command to, to make it. How do you understand how this syntax of natural language works to actually tell it what you want. Like what's the best practice there in your eyes and in your experience building solutions? Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. I mean, I think it's kind of like you're trading one thing for the other, I guess. Right. So like I, if I were building an application, I'd have to go look through documentation and try to, you know, YouTube videos, whatever it is to figure out the best way to accomplish a certain task. Now, if I want to do that and use generative AI capabilities, I have to know the best way to ask the question. And that's that whole, you know, whole other field of like prompt engineering and all this stuff. Like, how do you get, you know, and interact with the, the AI in the right way to tell it what it needs to be able to, to get you the results? So I think that's something that as we are rolling out these new tools across part of Upward, we're, we're going to have to provide some examples and things of, you know, here's what you should say to, to get the most out of out of your application and, and what it can help you build. Um, so it's definitely a need as, as some of this stuff starts rolling out. I mean, there's all kinds of, I, I tend to geek out and watch all kinds of YouTube videos on, you know, like um, OpenAI and, and ChatGPT and all that and different prompts that you can do for, for different things and um, just to, to learn more about what other people are doing there. But um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely kind of a, a big need 
as some of these things start rolling out and, and what, what you're going to have to put in there. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's really interesting, you know, as the maker uh, of the solution, you may be the business process owner, so you understand like what the intended outcome should be. And then yeah. trying to convey that to a GPT is going to be interesting. And it may not get it right on the first try, right? Like there's, yeah. I think the beauty of it too, is you can go in there and use the same tooling to fix what you're exactly. making. And, and you did that in your video. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's one of the things that I, I really loved about the, the co-pilot experience we have in Power Apps right now is I could say just a really general blanket statement, like I want an application to track cookie orders or whatever it is. And it can suggest a, a recommended table structure, but if it's missing certain things or something's wrong, you can keep interacting with that and just refine it. So like, okay, I, this column should actually be a, a currency column or whatever, or add this column and just keep refining and refining it. So it's not something, like you said, that you have to get perfect right off the bat. You can keep tweaking it with, with the co-pilot stuff as you go along. Yeah, no, 100% agree. I think that's, um, if you got it perfect the first try, that's pretty amazing. But uh, Kudos but, to you, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I know you did the Power Apps video that you're working on. What other aspects of Power Platform and GPT integration are you excited to get your hands on and start building out some solutions with? Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of announcements. You know, it wasn't just the Power App stuff. Power Virtual Agents, being able to, um, one of the things that I loved was the new authoring experience for topics where you could just piece in a website in there and it will basically use the, the GPT you know, technology to be able to get information from the website so you don't have to have a topic for every little thing. Um, I mean, that was, wow, amazing. It's going to save a lot of time there and as well as like the co-authoring. Uh, co-pilot type stuff that you have for, for authoring new topics. Uh, same thing in Power Automate. And the describe it to design it. That stuff's been there for for a little bit, um, but being able to use natural language to say, I want to automate my invoice you know, process or whatever it might be. And it, it suggests the, the flow for you. And the hidden gem in there that I love is the expression kind of helper tool. So you can kind of format by example. So if I need to format a date time, I don't have to know all of that syntax for the expression and Power Automate. It'll kind of suggest it for me and all that. And then AI Builder with Azure OpenAI. I mean, that's huge. I just recorded an episode of my show today with the PM that worked on that. And he was showing some of the templates that we have with AI Builder and being able to automatically respond and summarize the content for you. And I mean, so much stuff that you can do with that. It's truly amazing. Yeah. And you hit it off earlier when you were talking about learning it, like building those templates and providing kind of examples of what are some of the innovations that you can take advantage of now with, with all this integration. You're right. Like you just named off stuff off the top of your head and it's all amazing. Like it's really, really cool stuff. I'm so excited to see what the community builds and comes together with. And I think there's just ways that we haven't even thought of yet that you can integrate this and in to build some really amazing and complex and, and robust solutions. So we have build coming up, right? And I want to get your thoughts on, you know, what you hope to see a build, especially with GPT integration after we made this amazing announcement. What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think we should have you know, several Power Platform sessions there, hoping that we'll see some more information on some of these announcements and things out that were announced with uh, Power Apps Copilot and Virtual Agents and Enabler and all that and see how it kind of applies, especially from kind of maybe that fusion development pro dev angle too, um, you know, and how we can maybe use it to collaborate better with, with pro devs. I think there'll be a lot of great sessions. I'm looking forward to the workshop I'm doing too, hoping to infuse a little bit of, of AI type stuff in there too, if I can. Very cool. No, I'm sure it's going to be standing room only at that that's going to be really really neat yeah build is uh is going to be a great place to check out a lot of these these integrations and, and the stuff we show off and, and i'm really excited for all to come out so what's coming down the pipe for you what's new what what do you think people should be aware of regarding all the great stuff that you're putting out i mean i think obviously i mean we're talking about ai so just keep your eye on it a lot of the stuff 
the cool thing or the thing to keep in mind with all this is this is like the first version, right, of like a lot of these features. Imagine if we can already build what we're building in Power Apps, like, you know, like I demonstrated there with this AI technology, right? Like what, what else can it do as it evolves like any technology? So um, I'm sure as a space that'll be changing rapidly. So just keeping your eye on that. I mean, I plan to do, to wait, you know, dive into that way more myself and see how we can help with some of these things, like suggesting good prompts to get the most out of some of these new tools and, and all of that and sample solutions and all that. So just, you know, keep on plugging away with that and, and all the, keeping track of everything that's uh that's added into the Power Platform so fast here. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I think content is going to be pretty predominant for, for all these integrations. And there's going to be a lot of, I mean, just look at YouTube now, right? Like yeah. my feed is just full of, of integration videos and there's so much to learn. Uh, and there's a lot of hype around it, deservedly so. It's it's really cool stuff. So I know that there's tons of information that's out there. Microsoft put out a bunch of blogs. We've got a bunch of videos from uh, our MVPs as well, too. So there's a lot of really good content. I recommend everybody go take a look at that. And I highly recommend checking out April's content. If you haven't already consumed all of it, it's like binge it. It's great. You learn a ton. And yeah, and there will be more GPT and AI focused content that's going to be coming out soon, just like April said. And we hope to see you at Build too, because there's going to be a lot to learn there. So April, thank you so much for joining the podcast. I really appreciate you joining. Love to have you on again. And we'll definitely chat more soon. Thanks. Love to be back on. This was fun. 